Hi, everybody. I'm Dave Butler. I'm Stephen Tager. Welcome to the Revival Podcast. This is a good news brand podcast because we like good news. Amen. Exclamation point. Less good advice, more good news. Who'd you take that from? That's Tim Keller. I feel like I made that up. I don't think you did. Anyways, welcome to the Revival Podcast. Every week, we take a different conference talk, and we talk about the good news from it. Just the reviving, the happy, the thrilling, the fire in your bones lines that are in there that uh, you get to live by as a person of faith. And so we have been going for six months now, by the way. Um, We started, what month is it right now? Or it's October. It's going to be October. So April. We started April conference. And uh, so we're excited to get some some new material um, next week when you're listening to this. We're recording a couple weeks before that. We actually have a live studio audience right now. So if you hear a sneeze or a snicker or a... Something, a snort. We have a snort laughter, a laugher in here. We've, I'm just kidding. No, just, Should <laughs> someone's we wondering if hi? it's them. Oh, yeah, everyone can say hi. Get ready, say go. Hi. Oh, wow. Did that picked it up? Did it pick it up? Awesome. He got it. He got it. Can we have um, them say amens during the episode? Yeah. If they okay. don't, we're doing a bad job. Let's practice. Yeah, if they don't have a spontaneous amen. Oh, it has to be spontaneous. Yeah, it has to be I spontaneous. Can't call for it? No, I can call for it. Can fake. I get an amen? Amen. That worked. Okay, it worked, but it wasn't like no one felt it in their spirit. <laughs> was the thing. So by the time you listen to this, um, those of you who are not live, it'll be next week will be a general conference. Yeah. Which is uh, crazy. I can't believe we've been doing this six months. That's it's, and it's fun. Yeah. You get close to conference and it gets really fun. Absolutely. Okay. Real fast. Really quick. One or two of the Butler conference traditions. Oh. Um, okay. Saturday, I just let people run free. I cannot, I can't, like I tried to used to make people list sit down and listen to conference and I couldn't do it. So we just turn on every single TV and every single noisemaker in the whole house. And it's just like, it'll just reverberate through oh, awesome. the, through the entire house. Sundays, we always pick a, a it sounds dumb to say craft, but I guess that's what it really is. Like we'll watercolor or we'll embroider our shoes or we'll like customize shoes. And we like do that while we listen to the prophets. Well, yeah, well, yeah cool. while we listen. And then Sunday afternoon, nap. That's our tradition. Because <laughs> <laughs> by then, I'm so tired. Um, but that's why we have the podcast, so you can remember after. And I know you said that because you want to say one of your traditions. What is it? No. Wine glasses and charcuterie <laughs> boards or sweaters. What? <laughs> um, we make all the kids wear church clothes and sit completely still. <laughs> you are lying. They all have to take notes. Did you have to wear church clothes watching conference growing up? Um, I can't remember. I think on Sundays, I remember dressing nicely. Really? Yeah. yeah. At your house? Yeah. Oh. Well, man, I can't remember. I think sometimes maybe, you know? I don't even think I knew there was Saturday conference until my <laughs> mission. Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. I, maybe you had us watch it. I can't remember. <laughs> but I remember getting on my mission. I was like, what? There's two days of this? <laughs> and by then, I was into it, you know? So. Yeah. Tricked yeah. right into it, which was awesome. I always associate conference with food, like really good. Yeah, food, same, you know? same. Yeah, and I have to take over. Jenny's too budget conscious, so I'm like, listen, I will take over what we buy for general conference weekend. <laughs> you want that- people to love it, you know? We can't have like the fresh value Oreos, you know, or something. <laughs> it's like we have, like we have to have the pure. Nabisco, I don't know who makes Oreos, you know, the company. Is it Nabisco? Whatever. Um, this episode is actually sponsored by Nabisco. Um, 
Anyways, you know, and 2% yeah. milk, like none of this. Kirsten oh. makes cinnamon rolls. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, of course. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, next to the Greg Olson painting with the work and the, the glory on the show. <laughs> you know. I buy mine from Shirley's. I want them to sponsor me in my life. Um, <laughs> and this episode, they're so good. But no one go get them because they sell out so fast. But Okay, should we start? Yeah, let's start. Um, there used to be predictions of conference in... And people don't do them anymore. So just because people got what so What would they predict? Like two changes? Hour church. Two or hour changes. church was predicted yeah, yeah. for like three years leading up to it. Now that it happened, <laughs> no one thinks it's going to be fun anymore. <laughs> They're just like, ah. Oh, <laughs> Can't man, be that funny. exciting. Um, okay, so this is what we decided to do because it's the last one before the next one. Um, we... Uh, how, what time did we start? How many minutes in? Are oh, we, yeah, we don't have I a timer. Sh- I forgot my that timer. That could be a problem. Yeah, because... Yeah. Oh no. Does it have a running clock, Hunter? Or no? Ten, it's been ten minutes. Okay. So wow. you have. That until, took a long time. <laughs> you, yeah. Sorry. You have fifteen minutes. Eight ten. Just so you know. Okay. Because he will. Me. Keep going. Me. If y'all aren't. If y'all aren't careful. They okay. all know the truth. <laughs> None of this counts as time. Sorry, we have to edit that out because we Where's got a the lot clicker? to say. Clicker. Click. 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 <laughs> All right, we thought because it was the last week before conference that we kind of want to look back. And so uh, a couple days ago, Steph and I were talking on the phone, and we both decided that we would come to this episode with our top three, like, gems from conference. And we weren't going to tell each other what they were until we got here. Hopefully you put yours in order. I have seven. Um, <laughs> but I'm only going to do three of them. I was, like, debating the whole drive over what I was seven? going to do. Yeah, I have eight. I'm just a little bit more righteous, Please. I guess, you know? Um, so we're going to go back and forth, three, th- like yeah. countdown or whatever. Yeah, okay, you start. You start yeah. first. All right. You're number three. Number three. What? Elder Gary Stevenson, a talk we did not cover on Revival Podcast. Oh, yeah, because I already know why, but go ahead. Well, that, that was clickbait. I have to hear why. why did well, we you were probably going to say because it was by Easter. Yes. And by the time okay. like we started, Easter was kind of done. And anyways, I did love it pre-Easter for sure. Yeah. yeah so this is what he says. I observe a growing effort among Latter-day Saints toward a more Christ-centered Easter. This includes a greater and more thoughtful recognition of Palm Sunday and Good Friday as practiced by some of our Christian cousins. We might also adopt appropriate Christ-centered Easter traditions found in the cultures and practices of countries worldwide. So when I was 18 years old, I went to UVU and I took an institute class from a guy named Scott Anderson. Absolutely changed my life. And one of the things he taught me was... Uh, just the importance about family traditions and family traditions give you uh, your family like its own sense of identity and uniqueness. It creates uh, deeply meaningful bonds. And so we've just celebrated Holy Week for a, min- a number of years. And then I grew up, my father is was Lutheran before he became a Latter-day Saint. Hmm. So we grew up doing Advent. And Fun. so just, I, I just love Holy Week. And Same. I think it's just a way to really uh, get the gospel into people's hearts are some of is, are those traditions. Same, same. I feel like the Holy Week became my favorite week of the year. Yeah, like I don't even no know question. how many years ago, but I just I, man, yeah. Palm Sunday, I love Palm Sunday. Do you want to know something so awesome? I do. Next year, I'm leading a tour to Israel, and I'm going to be in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Wow, that's amazing. And I'm going to walk with 
all the people. Have yeah. you ever seen like videos yeah. of that before? We actually I'm play like, them every, every I, like, Palm my, Sunday morning. My heart goes up thinking yeah. about how awesome that's going to be. We walk around the house with palm leaves. We have the I kids say, do that. Yeah. Hosanna. It's, so it's, it's awesome. Dude, it's that's awesome. so awesome. Yeah. Okay, that was a good one. Um, we could talk on and on and on about that, but we remember 25 minutes, everybody. All right, my number three is, okay, Elder Suarez. And his, this line I wrote down, just scratch it. I don't know if I said this or him, but. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, one of the evident signs that we're followers of Jesus is the way that we treat other people. And I just loved this line where he quoted the 13th article of faith where he's like, if there's anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. And I would say particularly in other people. Like seek for him, like look for what is really good for some reason we are drinking the kool-aid of a culture that's trying to find everything wrong um, or different in other people and i i just love a pushback that i felt from several of the talks this conference that were just like uh hey how about be nice we forgot the just we forgot the really basic like heart song of christianity which is love one another and uh, i I could I could go on and on and on about that. I just that to me yeah. that is just the heart and soul of what it means to be a follower of Jesus is to the way you treat people. Absolutely, and just to look for all the good in the world today. I actually um, had the opportunity to interact with a man of a leader in the Hindu faith, and as we were dialoguing about religion and our different faith traditions, he just uh, very quickly saw the good in our faith tradition and was oh, quick to point Steve. it out and and say it and. Um, that, that represents the divinity in all of us when we seek the good and the true and the beautiful in, in this world. Yeah. Amen. Okay, you're number two. Okay, here we go, number two. All right, so this one is kind of unique because we haven't seen this done a lot in conference. So, yes, it's what this person said, but it's also what he did. And so it's President Oaks, and someone in the audience got it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It says, we are given the scriptures to direct our lives. As the prophet Nephi taught us, we should feast upon the words of Christ. For behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what you should do. Uh, humans are storytelling creatures, and we understand the world and the options available to us through the stories that we adopt as our primary narratives and stories. Mm. And so, for example, when a Latter-day Saint gets sick, what's one of the first things they think of? I can get a priesthood blessing, right? Or when someone's really struggling... What's one of the first things that they think of uh, when a person of faith is prayer. And so scripture opens up new possibilities for us to be in the world. Yes, they're true. Yes, they're like they're real miracles, but they also open up our eyes to new ways of living and loving in this world. Whoa. I really, I really want there to be more minutes because <laughs> I want you to talk way more about that. But everyone, you're just going to have to come because after this is over we're going to talk about it because we have to keep this 25 minutes but can i ask you a follow-up question really fast yeah yeah so he says scripture directs our lives if there was one verse and and this is just something that anyone who's listening could think about there's one verse in scriptural canon and elder oaks quoted a lot the teachings of jesus that you just wish was more in your heart more in your heart and mind uh more often which one would it be dave uh ooh, more often i well the first one i go to is where someone asked what's the what's the most important thing to live by hmm. And Jesus says, love God, love people, yeah. the end. On this hangs everything. That's, that's it. Right. So I, I actually, that's like a mantra of mine, Yeah. you know, that I love to try and live by. Yeah. It's like, make it super simple. It's those two. That's right. it. 
Can I tell a Fred Craddock story? No. Okay, okay so my sorry. number two is no I, tell because <laughs> I love Fred Craddock with all my heart. So Fred Craddock's a uh, traditional Christian preacher who uh, just we just both really love, and he was once at a at this conference, and someone asked him about they were asking these people on this panel about who are the most influential people in your life. And he said, I would, it would have to be my, it would be our primary teacher. You know, the way we would say it, it was a Sunday school teacher he had as a kid. Cause she had us memorize King James, you know, Bible verses starting with a, then B, then C. And he said, time and time again, the Holy spirit has brought those verses back into my heart at just the right moment. And so we should love scripture, feast upon it, and let that be drawn out of the wellsprings of our heart in the hardest moments. Mm. That's what will give us clarity and purpose. That's so awesome. All right. number. Actually, I want to just do this for a second. Our friend Shima is here in the audience. And she taught me something. She is a, an attorney. And she taught me something after that conference about attorney talk. You know, <laughs> um, from Elder Okshima, come to this microphone and tell so that people on here can hear what you want to say, what you taught. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Just come right here. Okay. We're going to side saddle this little bench. Well, I'm not, I don't know if I'm teaching this, but what I noticed from President Oaks's talk is it's, uh, there's a legal term called textualism. And you might have heard about it. So Antonin Scalia was yep. a former yep. Supreme Court justice who talked who used that and tried to live by it, where basically the text of statutes or the law is what guides your um, everything, right? right? Nothing outside of that matters. And so it, I thought President Oaks, when he gave a talk that was fully the words of Jesus Christ, was scriptural textualism. Mm -hmm. That's what I called it. Is that what you're talking yes, about? <laughs> but I think it's so beautiful because he, yeah. he added nothing of his own, no interpretation, no no history, no, yeah. I mean, it was just the words themselves. And it was so powerful for that. So right. that's, I loved it too. That's awesome. yeah. So. yeah. Thanks for sharing. Which he has a calling to do if he wants, right? To add his yeah. commentary, right? That's an apostolic prerogative, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> After Shima and attorney talks, like that kind of vocabulary <laughs> comes out of me. <laughs> but uh, there's something sweet about like, oh, a one line yeah. from scripture that just like, what it can, the way it can reverberate like a heart, like nothing else can. That was an awesome one. Okay, number two for me was, I'm trying to, oh, um, okay, Elder Bassett's talk. And we, as we talked about it, there was something that we talked about, and it was this line. Do you remember he tells the story of um, Lazarus and Mary and Martha? And he just said, he says this, uh, He's talking, he, he gives this promise that my witness and testimony are that as we move forward with faith in Jesus Christ, the fourth day will always come. He will always come to our aid or to raise our hopes back to life. And as I read that this time, and as we talked about it, like I just wanted to add in the thought and fact that he, there is just as much healing and there's just as much presence of Jesus on days one through three as, as there is on day four that he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And that includes on all four of those days. And I went back this morning and read that story again from John chapter 11. And it surprised me how after like just the most devastating tragedy happens to those sisters, the belief that they still have in their heart and the hope that they still have in their heart. And they both get up and they run to him. Mm -hmm. 
instead of a natural response would be to like turn your back on God when something like that happens. And I, the fact that they run to him lets me know something was happening between he and they in days one through three, you know, memories of his teaching, influence from heaven, something that you can see, oh, even as we wait for those miracles that really will come, he will still be there and there will still be his presence and goodness along the way. Yeah, just quickly, the, the Gethsemane and Golgotha, you know, the gar, uh, Garden of Gethsemane and the cross, are at the heart of that message, one of the things it teaches us is that he's with us on days one, two, and three. Yeah. Okay, your number one, okay. your most best who won conference. <laughs> that is what you're answering right now. Right after this talk was given, I heard people say that it'll be a legendary talk. You know, it'll be remembered. Uh, President Nelson. President Nelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making, I remember that. <laughs> you just went for President Nelson because you had to. <laughs> this is, it was a really inspired and timely, just amazing talk. And he says this, Now I am not talking about peace at any price. I am talking about treating others in ways that are consistent with keeping the covenant you made when you partake of the sacrament. You covenant to always remember the Savior in situations that are highly charged and filled with contention. I invite you to remember Jesus Christ. Pray to have the courage and wisdom to say or do what he would do. As we follow the Prince of Peace, we will become his peacemakers. And uh, he's the ultimate example of how to get through tough situations filled with contention on how to do it with grace and truth. Mm. And he's full of grace and truth. And his final week, when all contention, all hatred was thrown upon him, he handled it with love and goodness and grace, stood up for what was right, manifested sacrificial love, and because he did that, he defeated all evil, and he was victorious. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's natural. Yeah, mumble. It's a mumble through the crowd, right? They feel that. And my number one thing is, I don't even know if that, by the t well, when we're recording this, I don't know if it's aired yet <laughs> or not. It was Elder Uceda's talk. The, um, just that, that, that word until has not left me since... I heard it, and since I've studied it, and just that idea of um, God will search, and God will reach out, and God will send angels, and God will knock uh, until, like that he just, he, he will not give up on his children. And the greatest evidence of that is uh, when he sent his son to the world, um, and not just to to preach and teach and 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 to love and invite, but to die for the world. Like the greatest evidence that God is not giving up on this world is Jesus in Gethsemane saying, "If there's no other way, um, but not my will, yours be done. I, whatever, whatever it takes to rescue, I'm willing to do it." He has the heart of the Father, and and I I love that idea of this irrational, uncalculable kind of love. Yeah. Like if it, if, if the love of the Father and the Son confuse you, if it feels too good to be true, you're on the right track to actually understanding it. Right. And I, I just, I, I, I loved the message from that. Yeah, it, we often talk about that painting of Jesus where there's no handle, and we say, you've got to open the door, and that's true, and that's wonderful. Uh, perhaps just as wonderful as the fact that he's at the door. Yeah, and he every single day, he's reaching out, loving until until we'll uh, come back to him. Yeah, 
And sometimes he goes through the doors. Remember that on the Easter story? He doesn't even <laughs> use the door. He will just come in if he has to. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah. Oh, we are so excited for more. Listen, I, I will say, I think I have um, invested more into the words of the living prophets these last six months than I ever have. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe in my entire life, um, partly because of, you know, doing this podcast and, and I, I didn't even think I realized until now, looking back on the six months, what a treasure that's been for me and how it's impacted um, just the way that I live and, and think and interact in the world. And it's, uh, it's great to have these words of true, living, dedicated, loyal disciples of, of Christ just ringing in my ears and, and in my heart. And uh, this has been so fun, I'm, and I'm really excited for yeah, six more months. We believe in a living Christ, and uh, it makes sense to me that He would call living prophets who have who have a message for us today. Such a such a radical and amazing thing we have in the restoration. Yeah, it's super reviving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. If that was over twenty five minutes, it's Stefan's fault. We will see you uh, the week after. We'll have a week off, I think. Sure. Yeah, and then after general conference, um, we'll see you then. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you.